Hey, welcome back everybody to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. So good to be with you. It's your host, Pastor Josiah from Cross Point. Um, glad to have you along as we dig into Scripture. If you're a part of Cross Point Church, I'm so glad you're here. If you're not, I'm glad you're here. We're going to get into 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm excited. Most people know it as the love chapter. You've probably heard it before, possibly at weddings, things like that. Uh, We've got the Apostle Paul uh, writing a letter to a church he started, planted in Corinth. And they were having some trouble. People usually know that. 1 Corinthians is a letter to a to a church that was having some issues. Um, a lot of times people don't really know what the issues were, though. That's been my experience, you know. And uh, actually it was division. Paul was addressing some deep divisions in the church in Corinth. Some people, there was a us and them type situation developing in there. So that's the backdrop uh, context, which is so important. We talk about that a lot. So I want you to find that out for yourself. You could take my word for it, but if you want to go back, go back to first Corinthians, if you're looking for some homework, if you didn't have enough to do and just go back to the letter, the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians and just start at chapter one, you make your way through the letter and just note all the times that Paul addresses division, you know, one team against another throughout the church, and you'll find that it's from beginning to end. It seems like it was one of the biggest problems the church at Corinth was having. So sometimes we latch on to other parts of the letter thinking that was the problem, but I think I think you'll find. I'm not the only one that thinks this, of course. People taught it to me, but I think you will find that um, division against each other was the biggest thing, which is cool to know because then you know the driving point uh, behind so much of what Paul says, and it kind of helps you start forming a map in your mind. So that's what takes us to 1 Corinthians 13. So before this, in chapter 12, uh, Paul has been talking about spiritual gifts because uh, they had the Corinthians had started to use these gifts of the Holy Spirit as a way, again, they were kind of using them against each other, like we have this gift and if you don't, you're not in the in-group and all that kind of stuff. And Paul's just like, no, <laughs> you can't do that. And so he gives some proper teaching on spiritual gifts and then moves on to 1 Corinthians 13 where he says, reading from the ESV here, now our verse is 4, so chapter 13, verse 4. But I want to start in verse 1. So let's go ahead and just start with some context. Um, since we're already on that vibe. So in 12, he's talking about um, spiritual gifts. They're necessary. We have to have them. They're absolutely vital for the building up of the church. So Paul lays that foundation. And then he says in verse 1 of 13, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. And now here's our verse. This is the one we'll look into today. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant. And then going on to five, it says, or rude. 
So first of all, we notice, um, I think we notice the context. Paul um, is pulling them back from using spiritual gifts as a way to build themselves up or form an in-crowd team against those those lesser Christians who don't have this gift. He, he corrects them in 12 and says, this is what spiritual gifts are for. They're for the building up of the church. They're vitally needed for the building up of the church and for the building up of each individual in their own faith. So we can't do without them. They are from God. They're good, but they're for the building up of your neighbor and of church. They're not for the tearing down. They're not, you know, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So you can't use it for that. And then he gets into 13 to show that the underpinning, not that you can do without, because I've kind of heard this angle on it too, like, well, forget spiritual gifts. We just need love. And Paul says so. No, Paul doesn't say so. He says that if the foundation on which the practice of our spiritual gifts is not love for God and for one another, especially as the angle here, love for one another, then we've missed the point. It's not that we don't need spiritual gifts or that they just are by the way. It's that they aren't foundational. Love is. So he's pulling us back to the foundation by saying, you've, you heard him in verse 1, oh, I could have all these tongues um, but if I but if I don't love, it's just a noise, and I could have prophetic powers. I could understand mysteries and knowledge. I could have faith so as to remove mountains. But if it isn't in the service of love, it's nothing. I could give everything that I have, even my body, to be burned, and if it's not given in love, I'm nothing. I gain nothing. And so he's used the word so many times, love, 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 that he knows. Let's give it some definition, and that's what verse four starts on. So that we just don't hear the word. And man, do we need this in our culture, am I right? We hear love a lot, but do we all know what we're talking about? You know? And so Paul moves to give this word love its definition. And what's interesting, I think, is if we know the backdrop of the letter, um, that it was written to people who were dividing themselves against each other in a prideful way, it's interesting to me that Paul starts the way he does. Love is patient and kind, <laughs> you know, um, love so easy to say, but love in practice looks patient and kind to one another. And here we go right towards the division. Love does not envy or boast. So if you love someone, you're not envious of them or using your own boasts about yourself to divide and to put yourself over against the other one, and it's not arrogant, okay? And I can only guess that the translators thought that that completed somewhat of a thought, you know, that patient kindness, lack of envy and boasting, and a lack of arrogance, because then they put verse 5 starts right there with or rude, um, easy for me to say because I've never been a part of a Bible translation committee for obvious reasons. I'm not qualified <laughs> for one. But I don't know. I think or rude could fit right in there. It certainly could in my life. Um, the practice of being rude to other people in my life, which unfortunately, yes, confession time I've done. I mean, it's got to be rooted in the fact that I think I'm more important than them, right? Like why else would I rudely... Uh, impose my schedule or my thoughts or my opinion on people, which is kind of the essence of being rude to someone. 
why would I do that unless I was not patient and kind, was ready to be envious of their ability to be talking right now and wanted to boast of my own ability to cut them off, and which, of course, is arrogance, which leads to being rude. So I think it's just important to see the connections here. Um, I don't know if you guys do this, but it's it's been a temptation in my life, and I've noticed, noticed it a little bit as a pastor in interacting with people as they read the Bible. We have a tendency to think that, especially Paul, it's elsewhere in the Bible, but Paul is a list maker. He, he lists things. He'll list sins. He'll list virtues. He'll list spiritual gifts. He'll list here um, characteristics of love. And we have a tendency to think that they're unconnected, that he's just making a laundry list, you know. Well, for instance, it's patient and kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. But I don't think he is doing that. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but there's a connection here. And I think once we um, start making the connection between patient kindness towards other people and how that's the opposite of envious boasting and which would cut the root of arrogant rudeness towards other people, then we start to allow the scripture to really have a lot of power in our life. So pretty cool. And I think it bears um, meditating on, but and just seeing that this is an orderly teaching put forward by a master teacher and a deep thinker, the Apostle Paul. And of course it goes on, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable, resentful. doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things, and endears all things. Um, again, we could say Paul is not here giving a list of aspects of love for the ages, so to speak, but is speaking to a particular congregation, the Corinthians, and trying to heal the deep divisions between them, which he knows the only way to heal those divisions is through love, inspired by God. So, um, uh, man, I wish I could go on there, but um, we're already at pretty much our time for today. Where can we see Jesus in these verses? Um, He's all over it. I mean, isn't this a description of the character of Jesus, patient and kind? does not envy or boast. He, he said he wasn't even here to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Um, was he arrogant or rude? No. He was falsely accused. He didn't answer back. He was reviled. He, he blessed in return. People constantly misunderstood him. He allowed that, forgave. And so basically what we're getting here, as always, because all Scripture points to Christ, is a description of the character of Christ because the character of Christ, Jesus, is the character of God, which is pretty powerful. So if you find yourself, as I often do, wondering, what does God think about me? What's God really like? Here's a good description of his character, you know. He's patient and kind, for one. He's not envious of you, and he doesn't boast about himself, and he is not arrogant or rude. Pretty interesting. Okay, man, so good to be with you guys. Uh, If you've been new to the podcast, so good to have you along. If you guys ever have any requests, something you'd like to see, a scripture you'd like to hear on here, um, or some question about the Bible you'd like to have us take a stab at, um, you can always reach me at J-S-E-R-R-A at thecrosspoint.com. More than happy to um, give it a try. And uh, maybe your question end up here on the podcast. We'd love to do that because we appreciate all you guys listening and Just want to keep committing ourselves to the habit of Scripture reading. All right, we'll see you next time.